Good morning, witches. We are coming to you from New Orleans, Louisiana, with host Tanya Brown. This is The Daily Witch, your daily podcast to keep you up to date on headlines, entertainment news, book releases, witch fails, daily magic, and more. Our 20-minute episodes recorded each morning give you a little bite of magic to keep you informed and inspired for your day. Good morning. It is September 29th, 2019. I am Tanya, and this is your Daily Witch. Today's episode is brought to you by the Glam Witch. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Today we will be joined by Kiki Dombrowski to talk divination. Our quote today is by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what you're going to do. There's a difference. And what am I drinking today in my Ghostbusters mug? I am drinking chai. So what is chai? We're going to explore that a little bit along with the um, health benefits of this amazing drink. According to cupandleaf.com, for many people in Asian countries such as China and India, chai simply means tea. However, in the West, chai tea has become associated with a delightfully spicy drink that is also widely popular. Known widely for its delicious blend of herbs and spices that lend to its unique flavor, chai has made a statement on the world stage. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of the ingredients that you may find in chai. Um, so according to cupandtea.com, most chai teas are made from oxidized and fermented black tea leaves and combined with spices, including cardamom, fresh ginger, black pepper, ground cloves, cinnamon, and fennel. Chai recipes call for both black and green cardamom pods depending on the region. So let's talk a little bit about the herbs and the tea itself. So first, it can wake you up. Thanks to the caffeine content of chai, it is a great choice for getting your morning started. It helps improve digestion. Like many teas, chai is excellent for regulating digestive systems and keeping your gut healthy. It alleviates nausea. Ginger is known for its ability to reduce nausea and has been used to treat common ailments such as seasickness or nausea during pregnancy. Aches and pains. The spices found in chai can help to alleviate common aches and pains and may even help people with more severe pains such as arthritis. It can support your immune system. If you're looking to build a healthy immune system, drinking a few cups of chai every day can help you achieve your goal. And overall, cell health and it can help prevent chronic disease. So chai contains a high amount of antioxidants. Um, which can help eliminate free radicals. Free radicals are compounds caused by uh, pollutants and chemicals in foods and the surrounding environment. And finally, it may improve heart health. Uh, studies have shown that cinnamon, uh, which is a common ingredient in chai, can help with uh, cholesterol and blood pressure. So it definitely seems like a wonderful, tasty, and highly beneficial tea for us to drink. 
So no new headlines um, or book releases today, but we do have some entertainment news. According to CBR.com, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Archie Comics unveils a new hardcover edition. While waiting for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part 3 to drop on Netflix, fans of the Supernatural television series can now get caught up on the source material easier than ever before, thanks to a new special hardcover collected edition from Archie Comics. Available now, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Occult Edition contains the entirety of writer Roberto Aguirre um, and artist Robert Hack's Archie horror comic book series so far. Additionally, the hardcover features a cover taken from the Netflix series as well as never-be-seen-seen-before content from both the comics and the TV show. So if you are a uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina fan, definitely check that out. We are moving into Moon. Um, the moon right now is at a waxing crescent, illuminated 1%. So according to moongiant.com, the moon um, is in the waxing crescent phase. A waxing crescent is the first phase after the new moon and is a great time to see the features of the moon's surface. During this phase, the moon can be seen from the western sky after the sun dips below the horizon at sunset. The moon is close to the sun in the sky and mostly dark except for the right edge of the moon, which becomes brighter as the days get closer to the next phase, which will be the first quarter phase with a 50% illumination. All right, today we are talking to Kiki Dombrowski about divination. So we asked Kiki not only a few questions of her own, but we also let her answer the question of the day. And if you enjoy our interview, stay tuned after uh, our end credits so you can um, hear a little outtake from our interview. And I'm not going to lie, our interview was so much fun that I actually... Uh, want to save a ton of snippets for a bunch of other themes because we talk about everything from ghosts to mental health. Um, oh my gosh, to all kinds of things. So we will definitely uh, save some of it for another time. So we have a special segment today. We're talking with author and divination expert Kiki Dombrowski about uh, tarot and divination. So we're going to give Kiki the opportunity to answer one full question, followed by five rapid fire, ending with one more full question, because we are a max 20-minute podcast. So it's the goodness of a full interview, but with a little more fun. Kiki Dombrowski lives in Nashville, where she is a tarot card reader, certified life coach, and workshop facilitator. Prior to her time in Tennessee, Kiki lived in Connecticut, Paris, and Nottingham, where she was an English and creative writing student. Kiki's written work has been featured in Which Way Magazine, Green Egg Magazine, and Elephant Journal. 
Her first book, Eight Extraordinary Days, was published in 2017, and her second book, A Curious Future, which is all about divination. So if this episode interests you whatsoever, there will be a link to that in the podcast description. Um, so hi, Kiki. How are you today? Hello. Hi. I'm very well. I'm very, very well. Very caffeinated and just so excited to be here and so excited to be part of this podcast because what you are doing is absolutely fantastic and uh, yeah, ready to go. Hey. <laughs> so we are talking divination today and uh, tarot and that is your uh, field of expertise. Um, I know that you've been reading for a very long time. Yes. So so our first full question is how can someone get started with tarot if they've never touched it? For me, one of the first things that I suggest anybody do when they are ready to try tarot out is to see if there is a reputable store in their neighborhood. By this I mean, is there a metaphysical store or a store that specializes in witchcraft that carries tarot decks that you can go to and have a conversation with the people working there? Um, they might be able to help you find the right deck that's just right for you. A lot of stores have sample decks that you can open up and you could go through. And sometimes it just feels good to know that there are people that want to help you. I don't know. For me, I've just always thought that having a conversation and engaging with people who have done tarot for a long time is really a wonderful first step. So maybe in a way, even just listening to this podcast is a great first step. But now, you know, when you go out, just realize that there are tons of different decks. And what you should do is try and find the one that you are most drawn to. Um, for me, I really fell in love with the Rider Waite deck. There was something about the, 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 the illustrations that just really pulled me in. But a lot of people don't like that deck. So look at the different decks that are in stock at the, the shop you're at, or maybe if you're browsing online, look at the different pictures and, and see if you find the one that you're most drawn to. So that's really, really step number one, having a conversation with, with people that have read for a while to help you find the right deck. Um, and, and maybe to give you some good sage wisdom. Um, the next thing I would suggest doing is finding a book or two to help you with the tarot deck. Now, this is above and beyond the little tiny booklet that comes with the tarot cards. A lot of tarot decks actually will have a full-sized book, and I recommend getting a tarot deck with a full-sized book and then finding another beginner book just to read through. And, and these might be things that you can use to help you open yourself up to tarot. That is really important. But the other thing I want you to know, too, is that tarot is this ongoing lesson. It's like learning a musical instrument. Some people are prodigies and they sit down with a tarot deck and feel like they're ready to read pretty quickly. And there are other people that just have to practice day after day after day. But there's never a ceiling with I've learned everything about tarot. No matter how long you've been reading tarot, you always have an opportunity to learn more. So don't feel defeated or overwhelmed when you open up a book and go, oh my God, I have to figure out 78 cards. You will get there one step at a time and enjoy the journey as you go along. And then so finally, I would also say 
take courses on tarot. You should do everything you can to try and interact with other students and a teacher. Ultimately, tarot is a, an interaction with somebody getting a reading. So one of the best ways to practice and to learn tarot is by interacting with somebody else. So if you can have classes or courses where you're actually working with giving readings to other students, that might be a beneficial thing as well. So I think that those are my biggest points. What do you think, Tanya? How does that sound? No, that sounds great. And I definitely agree that um, doing something worth doing, it's like you're never going to be the complete master. It's a constant learning and evolving. I have been reading tarot now for, oh, my God, 25 years, <laughs> for a quarter <laughs> century. And I feel like... I learn something new about tarot all the time. And there are some times where I look at cards that I've been staring at for 25 years and I see something new. I'm like, oh God, I never noticed that before. And it's exciting. And it's, I think that that should be refreshing, knowing that no matter what, you always are going to be a student of tarot. And it's going to be this joyous, spiritually enlightening experience. I love that. Yay. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start on our rapid fire questions. So I'm going to ask you five questions really quickly, and you're going to answer as fast as you can. Okay. <sighs> okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Should you read for yourself or close friends? Yes. I think it's a great opportunity to learn about yourself and self-reflect or bond with others. Weirdest reading you ever gave. You know, it's hard to say because the, the weirdest readings I've ever given, I list as morbid. So it's really weird to me when people ask me when they're going to die. It's like that doesn't show up in a tarot reading. And why would you ever want to do that <laughs> ever? <laughs> uh, age you were when you got your first deck? I was 13. <laughs> reading as a career, yay or nay? Heck yes. If you can read as a full-time tarot card reader, I mean, isn't that like a Sims profession? Like we should all. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Sims 2 and 3 had like tarot, had yeah. like card reader. I don't know if the Sims 4 does. I say as an expert summer. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> I, well, yeah. You know, I think that if you can be a reader full-time, go for it. It's, a, it's very fulfilling. It's, you're helping people out. It's a very fulfilling career. Weirdest reading you ever got? Probably the first reading I ever got. Um, my mother got me a reading as a high school graduation gift. And it was a medium who said that my great, great, great grandmother, who was uh, Native American, was there. And my great, great grandmother's message was that she was the one that rode with wolves and I was the, or I'm sorry, she was the one who rode horses, but I was the one that walked with wolves. So that was a pretty interesting reading. The reader also told me I should move to Vermont, which I haven't <laughs> yet. So I'm sorry. So bonus rapid fire question. I literally just thought of it. Uh, oh. a, a, a deck must be gifted. Myth? Total myth. Total myth. What if somebody gives you a deck that you're just like, eh, I really don't like it. You don't want to read a, a deck that you have no draw to and that you have no connection yeah. with. 
It's a total. I myth. always said that has always felt like girls at a slumber party. One had a tarot deck and is like showing off, and another girl is like, "Oh, I want to learn that," and she's like, "You can only if it's gifted." Like it feels like one of those really clicky, like narcissistic things someone made up, like a gatekeeper thing. Like you could only be a yes. reader if you do this. Like, yeah. uh, I could be a reader when I <laughs> announce it to the universe. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, full question number two. What is the most important thing someone should know as a reader? You know, I think I know. I, I, I'm going to tell you that this is something that I've, I've probably learned in the last couple of years because I've worn myself out a lot. If you are a reader please be sure to have clear boundaries. So Mm. what I mean by that is, you know, there are some people, when you're just starting as a reader, obviously you're not going to be charging because you're still using the book. You don't have everything memorized. You may not have experience. But when you get to a point where you're a professional reader, it could be very exhausting to do a lot of readings. And Clear boundaries means that you don't give free readings or, you know, um, some people like to give free readings. And of course I give my friends, you know, pro bono, like, like, you know, somebody calls and says, help, I need, I'm in a crisis, pull a card. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to say you could Venmo me later, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but you know, I have people on Tumblr who reach out to me and ask for free readings. So a clear boundary is, you know, no, I, I don't do that. I don't do free readings or, or, or people that, that may contact and say, um, can you give me a reading on October 4th at 1230 PM? I'm not going to bend over backwards anymore to accommodate. What's really important as a reader is that you need to treat yourself well through this process. Giving people spiritual wisdom means that you've probably experienced some stuff in your life that gives you that wisdom. And that means you have to rest, you need to take care of yourself, and you need to have some boundaries. Just just be good to yourself. Be good to yourself. And um, the other thing I'll say as a reader too, I said this earlier also, you're constantly learning. You're never going to hit the end. You're Just always be open to, to hearing new wisdom, new interpretations. And then one final thing to plug other readers. You don't need to be competitive. There's plenty of people that need to be that, that, that need readings. If you have your own niche and your own branding, you're not going to have a problem having people come to you and seeking you out. So you don't need to be hyper competitive or, you know, petty about other readers being in your town you're going to find the people that need to seek you out. Um, So something you say about boundaries, and it's funny because I found myself in a situation where I had to set boundaries, different boundaries. Um, But I've read professionally on and off for the past four or five years, and um, some online here, there, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I was reading here in New Orleans um, at The Dark Lady with Matt, who is – the best person in the world. And mm-hmm. um, just after uh, two weeks, I just like, I realized that it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my energy. It made me feel, I, I didn't, 
it, it didn't matter how amazing the ratings were. Um, I just, I felt it wasn't something I liked to do. And so now I actually, I only do readings for people who are close to me. Um, oh, wow. Or like which way readers if they ask because I love them, you know. Um, so I only, I now I will not read for strangers or for money. Because wow. it just, it, it, it was a, a boundary I didn't know I had until I crossed it, you know. Well, and maybe that, maybe that allows me to kind of like, almost like put an addendum on my answer, like define your own boundaries. You don't have to, right. So like, you're like, "Eh, you know what, like, I don't want to sit in a shop and wait for walk-in appointments and make them pay whatever X amount of dollars. You know, you just want to help people when they come to you, you you know, everybody's going to have a different way that they approach it. And, And a lot of times they, you figure out your boundaries through successes and failures. Um, so finally, where can people find you? Oh, um, the best places to find me, um, you could go to my website, kikidombrowski.com. I'm trying to be active on my blog. Um, so there's a blog on that site and then there's links to everything else on there. I'm very, very active on Twitter and my Twitter name is kikid333. And then I'm also on Instagram, and my Instagram name is Kiki's Cauldron. Um, So thank you so much for coming on and um, talking with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having (laughs) me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. Yeah. Oh, thank you. All right. So we'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Sounds wonderful. Take care. All right. Bye. Our Witch Veil today is brought to us by listener Veronica. Veronica says, I love your podcast and I listen every morning. I have a fail for you. An epic fail. Okay, so many years ago, I was living in South America and thinking of a big move. I used to move countries every few years. I was thinking about moving to China. Everyone I discussed this with told me it was a bad idea because of all the terrible stories we hear or heard about China, but that never sits well with me. I hate judging based on what we think it will be instead of what it actually is, or what people think it might be like. So, for some extra guidance, I did many deep tarot readings. So, so many. Every single one kept saying it would end badly, but me... Being young and naive, and back then I cared so much what people thought of me, so I decided to prove them wrong so they would think that I was this powerful woman. I decided to go, oh wow, I tell this to people I do readings for without going into details. We might not like what the cards say, but we might have hopes for different outcomes. But the cards don't lie, you cannot hide or run away from the cards. Anyways, my naive perspective was that I could see the bad things coming and I'd be able to change the outcome. I thought I could change what the cards said. I thought I could change what the universe needed me to learn. Nope, can't happen. So many lessons learned and I had to leave China because I was getting deported. That's how it ended. 
That was my witch fail. Now I know. Never ignore the cards. They are here to guide us. Love, love, love the show. Keep it up. Veronica from Veronica's Voyaging Apothecary. Thank you so much, Veronica, for sharing. And that is a witch fail I think we all can relate to. I think we've all pulled a reading for ourselves and went, nope, didn't shuffle well and just like scrap it. So thank you so much for sharing, Veronica. And we will talk to you next time. Our question of the day is brought to us by listener Liza. Liza says, do you have any tips to make your intuitive self stronger? Kiki? Yes, I have some great ones. Um, The first is meditate. Whenever you can meditate, and, and I'm not the type of person that says you have to meditate like for 60 minutes a day and chant and float above a lotus leaf, like... If you can just center yourself and just count breathing in and breathing out for 60 seconds, you're doing a great job. Meditating for some reason just opens you up to what your body is feeling and how it's responding to the world around you. And I know the more I meditate, the more intuitive I feel and the more I'm able to say, ah, that doesn't feel right for me or, ooh, that feels really good for me. Another thing I recommend is an old trick that I learned a while ago. It's kind of a gut feeling exercise. And what you do in this is you think of something that you need help getting answers to or getting directions for. Let's say that you are thinking about whether or not you want to take this job opportunity that you were offered. With this exercise, what you do is you close your eyes and you ask yourself, should I take this job? Then visualize in front of you a traffic light. Like in your mind's eye, visualize a traffic light and ask yourself that question again. Should I take this job? And wait and see what color the light turns. I don't know why, but it works. (laughs) So, So try it. When you have to make like, like, should I go out tonight? Look at the traffic light in your mind's eye and see if it tells you stop, you know, red, no or green, yes, or yellow, don't make the choice yet. And then finally, the other tip I would suggest about making yourself more intuitive is maintaining a dream journal. For some reason, the more that you write down your dreams, the more you remember from your dreams. And again, you start accessing that sort of sixth sense information. So I hope those tips work out for you and best of luck with discovering your intuitive self. We are wrapping up this episode of The Daily Witch, so I'm going to do a quick quote throwback. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what you're going to do. There's a difference. Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And the winner of our giveaway last week was Miss Casey. So Casey, I will send you an email this morning for a shipping address. Uh, Casey won a copy of Olivie's book, Lover's Grim. And our new giveaway um, will be announced tomorrow morning. So we will see you then. I hope you guys have a great Sunday. If you can, chill and relax. Please chill and relax. What am I going to do today? 
probably the same thing I do every day, and that's uh, schedule myself and then try to schedule in relax time, which sounds crazy, but it totally works for me. And then I think tonight I'll be finally watching Underworld. So, woohoo. I will talk to you guys next time and have a great rest of your weekend. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. If you have any witch tips, questions, witch fails, or you know of news we missed, please email us at thedailywitchpodcast at gmail.com. Have a day filled with magic and inspiration, and we will talk again tomorrow morning. You know, I was saying... I've said it before to you and, and I'll say it again. I can't wait for us to have a house in New England together. (laughs) You, me and Michael. Yeah. I was just, um, me and Michael were talking today and I was just like, I just want to live in a world where we can all have, just have a big witch house. And I'm really sad. We don't have it right now. Um, and he was like, me too. And just like, we totally need to make it happen. I want our charmed house with a book of shadows in the attic <laughs> and we need a grams though i want to be oh. able to call grams yes <laughs> and, and and you know all of our beautiful you know significant others and and the kitties <laughs> kit and you know i just want to be able at the end of the day to come home from our like powerhouse jobs where we are just so dynamic <laughs> and we just get together and you know, talk about our distinctive personalities and and magic skills and yeah, yeah, the dream, it's going to happen.